Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me co-founder and CEO, Phoebe Yu, and co-founder and president, Kat Day of Etitude. Welcome to the show. Thank Thanks you. for having us. And today's topic is the uh, how businesses can take a lead on addressing the global climate crisis, which, as we know, is very important, uh, especially with the, uh, I guess it was called the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, what, do you, what did you guys see uh, during the pandemic and then including that new act, how there was like a shift in the way people perceive climate change? Um, and of course, your business is part of that. But what did you guys see was like a change in people's mindsets? Yeah, well, yeah. Phoebe, you want to go or you can go? I think there's just a more awareness uh, in the U.S. consumer about climate change uh, now with this new act as opposed to before. Uh, I mean, certainly there was there were segments of consumers that were really focused and interested in it. And there are climate scientists shouting at the top of their lungs about what we need to do and how it's very urgent. But um, it wasn't as uh, commonly discussed as it had become in the last year and a half. Um, so it's, it's really great to see that Americans care about it and are, you know, voting for, uh, the kind of policy that will help us put on the right track. Um, and I think it just, uh, demonstrated that the government is taking steps towards improving our policies. And I think a lot of that has to do with companies, um, offering sustainable products. So Phoebe, when you started the company in Australia, um, was it was it a conscious decision to make sure that all of your products were going to be sustainable? Or was that just like part of your lifestyle? And you said, well, I want to start a business that will help provide more of a, an awareness for this. Um, both. Uh, definitely a conscious decision, which is in in our brand name, attitude started with an E means eco attitude. So we do, you know, that sustainability is definitely our north star of everything we do uh, in attitude. Uh, so, but and also as myself, why kind of I have passion or, or what prompted me to start this this business, this brand to provide more sustainable products is as that eco conscious consumer, I want this product. And like I think more and more consumer would become eco conscious and want a similar product. Um, that not just sustainable, but I think it's also performed very well and at, at a affordable price point. I think there's also this, uh, old, um, concept, wrong concept that people would think are oh, sustainable products. Yes, it might be sustainable, but might not work that well, like the conventional ones, or you have to pay a lot of money for it. But I think the new generation of, uh, 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 sustainable brands are actually addressing that a lot of them similar to ours actually perform better, um, than conventional, uh, offers. And, um, and, and Kat, when you joined the company, uh, because you were, Phoebe started this in Australia and then she found you on AngelList, which I find interesting. Um, you don't hear a lot of success stories from AngelList, at least I haven't. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, what did you, what was the thing that drew you to attitude? I mean, the, the social, obviously aspect of the, you know, the ecological impacts that it causes is, is amazing. But what really drew you to the company and, uh, and, the whole part about sustainability, I'm guessing, was part of it, but there had to be more to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I met Phoebe on AngelList, and before we even started working together, she sent me the sheets, the Attitude Clean Bamboo Sheets, and 
I fell in love with the product. They were just the most amazing sheets I've ever slept on. They were so soft, so silky smooth, so breathable and so comfortable and felt so luxurious. I just had the best sleep of my life. So the good night's sleep is what did it for you. The good night's sleep. Totally. For (laughs) me and my husband, he loved them too. And, you know, it's rare that we both like the same thing. So that was really good. That's true. Uh, so I was just excited about the quality of the product and the wellness benefits of it. Um, helping people sleep better definitely is a big plus for health. And then of course the environmental impact is just an amazing benefit. Um, I was looking for a brand, uh, that could have a positive impact as well as having an awesome product. So, you know, it kind of, uh, checked off all the boxes. So how did you guys spread that message out because like like I said there's there's probably so many climate you know conscious companies out there how did you guys make yourself stand apart from everybody else there are actually not that many climate conscious betting companies uh the industry is still very much traditional cotton um conventional cotton bed sheets which is a very dirty textile uh, unfortunately it takes a lot of water a lot of pesticides fertilizer to grow cotton um, and it depletes land as it grows. Um, it's, it's, it's just not a sustainable material. And, um, also it's not even, doesn't even feel that comfortable because it's kind of scratchy. Uh, it traps heat, it traps moisture. It's, um, you know, adds, you know, it's a great environment for bacteria to grow and dust mites and all of that. So it's not even a great fabric from that perspective. Uh, but from an environmental perspective, it's a disastrous fabric. And now there are so many regulations coming out to actually limit the use of cotton mm. along with polyester and leather. It's in the same bucket as polyester and leather. Interesting. So most people don't even realize that's, how dirty that's pretty rough. cotton is. That's pretty rough. Um, so we are um, at the moment, uh, you know, one of the very few companies that are innovating in the bedding space and really um, bringing to the forefront uh, the fact that there is a more sustainable alternative. Um, and we are the only B Corp company in the bedsheet space. Uh, B Corp is a certification that we got last year, and it took us about 18 months to go through the process to demonstrate that our supply chain is incredibly clean, that our technologies uh so much better from an environmental standpoint and that we have you know ethical practices all across our manufacturing and our corporate um operations that's fantastic and and phoebe um worked for 20 years in china's textile industry so you got to see both sides of the equation here one being a horrible environmental impact and mm-hmm. you know bringing cost of production down Versus what you're doing, which I'm assuming maybe I'm wrong here. The cost of production goes up a little bit, but the quality goes up as well. Is that the case? Yeah, the cost of production is not not necessarily high because cotton raw cotton price has been raised in the last decade because the environment impact is droughts. I think there's also devastating um, flood in Pakistan. So so the, the the raw material price is actually raw bamboo probably cheaper than cotton. Yes, the the process. Uh, took a bit more cost, but the end landing cost, finished cost, it's actually kind of quite on par. Uh, cheaper than organic cotton, actually, our, our fiber. Oh, well, that's a plus. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's I mean, a plus. I, now, for someone like me who doesn't know much about materials, but I do know historically from watching a lot of Kung Fu movies that bamboo is very strong. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that the sheets are also very strong too and they last longer than traditional sheets? Oh, they're super soft. I think one of our customers love our sheets is that they can't believe how soft it is. Kind of the softness rubbery silk 
way softer than cod, are they? Because yes, bamboo as a, a, a plant is very strong, but because of the structure. However, once we pulp it and and then use an organic solution to take the fiber out, uh, it's a natural uh, cellulose fiber. It's like other fibers. Then you you turn that into yarn and weave into textile. And depending on also also the yarn and weaving technique, it could be super soft. Awesome. Um, yeah. For, for entrepreneurs to, watching. Wait, wait, but to address your question about durability, it's actually <laughs> that, That's more what I was durable. curious about. Yeah. So we. So they we last did, longer year wise? They like, do. So we actually did third party testing and, uh, we compared clean bamboo sateen sheets to cotton, viscose and tensile. And it proved out that our clean bamboo was 51% more durable oh, wow. and longer That's lasting. A lot. <laughs> it is very good. And, mm. and then in terms of surface appearance, which is, um, you know, like the pilling that comes from washing and abrasion, it was actually also better, 17% better wow. than cotton viscose and tensile. Uh, you got, you got a customer in me. So, um, <laughs> for, for entrepreneurs that are listening or watching and they might have a sustainable brand as well, what kind of, uh, advice do you have for them? to not only, you know, be successful in their business, but also incorporate a purpose-driven solution or mission to the public? Like, how do you balance those and how do you manage that? I think, and keep educating yourself and your consumers. I think even in the sustainability uh, industry, there's always new technology or, or new new funding. So sometimes I think before you might find, oh, something we used to think might be sustainable, but it's actually not. Like even still the, the debate of the, the biodegradable or, or paper packaging or reusable plastic, which one is better? I, I think they're still debating. Until you're fully compostable, sometimes biodegradable is not necessarily good. That's also one thing we, we learned like two years ago. So, so I think keep learning and have that open conversation with, with your consumers, educate yourself and educate your consumers. So that comes very authentic. It's not, you're not greenwashed at all. Just right. always give people the facts. Do not, you know, um, that's, that's my advice. Would I add anything, Kat? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, is the certifications and the facts that are really important, uh, to, to be communicating to your customers. There's so much greenwashing out there and you really need to have your facts triple checked and ideally have a third party do all of your life cycle analysis and um, any other kind of metrics. I mean, it sounds like a ton of work, especially when you say you have to learn a lot about the business. I mean, again, I don't know much except for like what I hear about recycling and how it doesn't really work and, and things like that. But there must have been challenges you guys faced while running this business. Um, what are some of the challenges that you faced? Yeah, agree to balance to try to achieve uh, the best quality, but also keep the cost in bay. That really took a lot of strategic thinking or a lot of research and try to find the best overall solution. Uh, <clears throat> so it just has to be patient. That take that takes time. But if you determine, I think that everything. But that's also what's drive innovation. What's drive new technology? You know. Phoebe, do you want to talk about the challenges of R&D in general? Like, the, I think that was probably the biggest challenge because it took four to five years. Yeah, for one <clears throat> new type of textile. So our, like, the one, our bestseller, the signature, the the the, the clean bamboo setting weave, it took four or five years to, to make it right. So you just have to be patient. 
So and while you have one already kind of selling in the pipeline, you need to develop a lot of because they all take like a couple years to be ready. So right now we already have three to four types of new textile uh, in R and D in various stages. Um, Anything you can talk about? Yes, we're launching one next year. <laughs> yes, what, what's uh, what's the new product? Um, we're launching our kind, our kind of a, 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 a bathrobe feel like oh. cashmere. So we call it vegan cashmere, Ooh. but it is also 100% clean bamboo. It's also people, when people touch it, they can't believe it's also come from bamboo. That sounds amazing. I have mm-hmm. a really old cotton bathrobe that is not being used. So this sounds great. Yeah, it's a, it's a bed throw. So it's like a cash, like a vegan cashmere bed throw. Um, which you can throw on your bed, but you can also like wrap yourself in it. It's, you know, it could be kind of like a travel wrap. You can cozy up in it. It's really, it's really amazing. I love it. It's so soft. Yeah. And as someone who's vegan, I, I appreciate that. So that's pretty cool. Now, when you guys started this company, did you bootstrap it or did you get funding? And what do you recommend entrepreneurs do? Should they raise money or should they bootstrap? Yeah, I bootstrapped that in Australia initially. Uh, but until then I came to America because this is a much bigger market and, and require more resources, like more inventory, more a bigger team. So then we only start raise money in, in when we grow into the US market in, in 2018. And Kat, when you joined in, was it like bootstrap mode or was it already full fledged, uh, you know, Fortune 1000 company. <laughs> so I, I would say we're almost still kind of bootstrap mode. Uh, mm-hmm. We have not raised uh, that much money. Um, so we've always been very capital efficient and very focused on profitability. Um, so we're, we're not the kind of company that has raised a lot of money and just poured it all in acquisition um, at all costs. Like it doesn't matter how much it costs to acquire customers. We're, we're very right. conscious about that. Um, so we're, we're still a very conscious company in terms of, uh, profitability, but, uh, when I joined, we're very early stage, so still pre capital mm-hmm. and, um, we were doing everything, you know, very, you know, you know, everything ourselves, you know, as entrepreneurs do, you just, you know, figure it out with very little resources and, and also try to raise some money at the same time. You're running a business, trying to grow and show these amazing growth metrics and uh, fundraising at the same time. And as two female entrepreneurs, did you find any challenges uh, that were unique to that? I mean, normally, uh, I would say if you have a great product and a great company with really good unit economics, it, it shouldn't matter whether you're a, a woman or you know a man uh, raising funding. Um, I think you know the the metrics definitely are staggering that only two and a half percent of VC money goes to female founders. Um, that's very, very unfortunate, and I think there are a lot of forces at, at hand uh, in terms of why that's happening and it's not changing over decades. Yeah. Um, I think from our perspective, um, the only challenge that we encountered was when we were fundraising pre COVID and uh, everything was in person and I was visibly pregnant. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, we definitely got a lot of questions in terms of, Oh, what are you going to do as a co-founder when you're on maternity leave? And I don't think male counterparts get asked that question, even though I think all parents yeah. should take time off when their child is born. I would have been um, like, are, are my are my babies going to be sleeping on our sheets? That's the answer. So <laughs> yeah, uh, which they did, and they will uh, not be, and they will not get any rashes. So um, <laughs> you, you should invest in our company. Speaking of which, how can people find out more about your business and or order some of your amazing products? 
They can find us on attitude.com, which is spelled E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com. Awesome. And um, again, this is uh, Phoebe Yu and Kat Day from attitude.com. Check it out if you guys want the best uh, ecological, sustainable sheets in the world. Thanks for listening and watching, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you at next week's episode.